There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, Stephen Diener hosted the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Turn that music down. Prick. Member, tool, organ. No, chopper, plonker. <laughs> Dom. I don't like that one. Winkle, joystick. That's not bad. Phallus. Or finally, pizzle. P i z z l e. I can't decide on. The euphemism we should use here for the uh, male genitalia. Um, okay. Swizzle stick? <laughs> sure. Um, Johnson? Tallywhacker? A lot of these come up in a very, um, a very sick and twisted story that Ross sent us yesterday or, or yeah, two days that's... ago. Um, and this is something I had never heard of. You learn something new every day, mostly by accident. Uh, I wasn't looking for this information, and kind of sorry that uh, that I, I know it now. By the way, I'm Kenny. Um, that's John. Ross Hello. is here. Hey, Don Don won't be back for two more weeks. This week and next week. I, uh, I uh, you know what? As long as we're talking about that, uh, I ran into a fella yesterday who uh, is a big GLer. Yeah. And he he said to me, you know what? I'm even listening to the Crabby Coffee Shop, and his yeah. name is Scott. Very nice, Hi, Scott. Scott fella. N- nice, I, I, thanks, Scott. I apologize to him. Yeah. I said I'm sorry that Don is not around for this show. <laughs> so he laughed. Uh, he when, when people come up to me and say I listen to the Crabby Coffee Shop, uh, my my response is always the same: What's wrong with you? <laughs> I also need to give a shout out to one of those people that has something wrong with them. A gentleman I met at a charity golf tournament who's a listener of the Krabby Coffee Pod, Mr. Paul Lentner. So don't know uh, him. Thank Hi, you. Paul. Thank, thank you, you for Paul. listening. All right, do you want to do this story, John, or should I? I, I like it when uh, you read. You're you're so much okay. better at it. Yeah, you read. Right. You read this story. Nigerian officials have seized thousands of donkey. Uh, let's go with pizzles to start with. <laughs> that, were, that were about to be exported to Hong Kong. Schlong? <laughs> Sacks of the donkey male genitals were seized at the international airport in Lagos, Nigeria's largest city. That according to Sambo Dangaladima, the Nigeria Customs Service Area Commander. The consignment was falsely declared as cow Male genitals. Oh, uh, wings. Yeah, wings. Okay, Cow wings. wings. Okay. Yeah. But after, after due examination, uh, the officer said my export officers discovered they were actually donkey male. John Thomas's. Thank you. A total of 16 sacks of the 
Um, bag of pizzles. <laughs> bag of pizzles. Uh, joyst- joysticks. There you go. An investigation has been launched to find out more info about the seized items. Uh, the seizure meant for export from Nigeria is rare, but donkey skins are known to be frequently exported or smuggled out of the country. In July, the Nigerian Customs seized $116,000 worth of donkey skins. Jeez. That's a lot of donkey skins, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Being sm- smuggled into the country from neighboring Nigeria. Nigeria is trying to curb the export of donkey skins, which has drastically diminished the country's population of the work animals. Uh, so basically, they're killing them to get, you know. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's mean. That's very mean, yeah. Uh, Nigerian senators proposed a ban in 2021 uh, to a ban on killing of donkeys and the export of the skins. The lawmakers said such a ban on killing donkeys would further curb the export of donkey skins and... uh, 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 I go with pizzles again. I like pizzles. Which Nigeria prohibits to countries like China. Plonker. Plonker. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, now you're you're saying why are they sending these out? Uh, why? Come? Yeah. W- what are we doing with these things? Are are they being used in the boudoir? What? what no, uh, no. Are we? Are they eating them? Uh, making soup? What? What? What's going on here? <laughs> they go to countries like China where the skins are used in popular traditional medicines. Oh, medicine. Uh, Imagine see? going to a restaurant and they tell you today's special is pizzle soup. Pizzle stick. Uh, yeah, and then I was sitting here wondering, um, my air fryer, is, is there a setting for, for that on my, my air fryer? Do I just put it in for, like, French fries or pork chops? What what, what, what do I do there? Do you boil them first and finish them in the frying pan? Or are we strictly on the grill here? It's a boil thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and be mildly serious with this story. Every time I see a story about some animal being poached for something, yeah, I always think we're one of these days we'll move beyond it, and then you see like, oh, they figured out they're now being able to stop people from poaching the rhinos, right? And then it just moves on to something, something else. Something else, it's, yeah. It's yeah. So what's ridiculous. next after donkey plonkers? What's next? Are we going to see turtles without, like, shells? Are people going to start harvesting turtle shells? What about the donkey, uh, what does Don call it? God's pocket. The silk God's pocket. pocket. Yeah, yeah did, are, are they used for medicine, or are they just strictly for uh, recreational purposes? Kenny, what's the Good story point. say? <laughs> or not, Nothing Kenny, John, it, what's the story not, say? It's not addressed in the story, strangely <laughs> enough. <laughs> Oh, you're, you got something wrong with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but what is going on in China where we're carving this up and using it in well, medicine? And who was other... the first one to discover this? You got a headache? Let me try this. Hold on. I'll be right back. There's other countries, and I don't recall the animals. I suppose if I looked it up, I'd find it, where they do this, and it's supposed to be an aphrodisiac. Oh, Oh. I, I, I don't know what animal that would be. What's wrong with uh, porn? Can't people just look at a dirty magazine? <laughs> <laughs> a Playboy from 1976? Come on. I'm not sure I've ever seen John. I wouldn't say John's uncomfortable, but he's really trying to walk the line I'm, here. I'm fine. <laughs> Who's going to be the first to try it? I, I nominate Ross. How does... Yeah. How does one even... Well, they're illegal, right? So how would I even get one if I wanted to? 
That's a good point. Where oh, I go? can I can get you a donkey plonker. <laughs> I can get you a donkey plonker before three p.m. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I would say. I know you're joking there, but I also feel like you're mildly serious, and you do know somebody who could potentially get that done. Uh, I do, um, and, and Ross, what you the the point you made about um, ivory and whatnot, and they just move on to something else. The same could be said for animals facing extinction. Yes, yep. because uh, evidently um, in Nigeria, Nigeria, excuse me, you cannot breed donkeys in large number because the uh, numbers because of the low rate of fertility. Well, can't they just import donkeys? We got a lot of them around here. Got, yeah, there's tons of donkeys around. They're everywhere. Donkeys, jackasses, mules. I was um, just going to say, I think we all, you know, potentially work and live with some of them. Uh, <laughs> well. Yeah. He'll be sitting in your spot in less than an hour from now. Oh, Ross. wow. <laughs> Please note that was not me making that comment. Nice setup there, Ross. Oh, yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, the one line that jumps out of this story, it, it just and I don't know why, but um, it, it really makes me smi- uh, smile. A total of 16 sacks of genitals were seized. <laughs> <laughs> you know... I really kind of have to half listen to these stories because I won't lie. The thought of like poaching elephants, rhinos, and you see like, have you seen where they, uh, they'll grab whales and seals too? Like that, that is so sad to me. And they almost, then they have no chance at getting away. That's, that makes me really sad. But I I do like sacks of pizzles though. That does make me laugh. (laughs) Aren't seals, you can just walk up to them with a Louisville slugger and bonk them on the head and drag them off. That's how dumb they are. Yeah, there's a reason. Maybe maybe they're, maybe they deserve to be thinned out if they're that stupid. Have Have you ever watched like back in the day how some of these zoos and sanctuaries would get like whales and dolphins? No. Oh, you don't want to know. You don't oh, want to know. Really? But basically, they would trap them, kill off a lot of the family members, and take the babies. Oh, okay. Very wow. sad. Very yeah. sad. That's, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, boy, that kind of brought me right down. <laughs> thanks, Ross. Thanks for bringing us yeah, down. We were having a lot of fun there lot. talking yeah. about knobs and choppers and plonkers <laughs> and dongs and winkles and joysticks and phalluses and peckers and John Thomases uh, and weenies and wangs and tadgers and schlongs and pizzles and willies. Hi, you. I'm Ross. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was did a fun you, one. Did you just name those all off the top of your head? I think you did. <laughs> I, did I looked to see if he was reading, and I noticed he's looking right at the camera. So, yeah, right off the top of his head. <laughs> the, uh, I, I know I brought this up before, but the funnest uh, thing uh, I've done uh, up at my talk was one day for some reason I needed uh, a, a funny name for uh, women's uh, private parts. And I went into the prep room there and sat down with a bunch of producers and management and everybody else, and we just all rattled off all the funny names for women's private parts. It was <laughs> it was a real joyous occasion and probably something that doesn't happen in everybody's work. Uh, work no, uh, no, yeah. no. In many ways, we are blessed or cursed, uh, one or the other. John, your your people, yeah. your people, North Dakota. Yeah. Um, they give me cause for concern. I, I sometimes have to pause when I hear what goes on uh, in the Dakotas, both the upper and the yeah. lower Dakotas. Now, I, you bring that up because of a story that surfaced last week about a woman and a raccoon 
the the thing is, uh, nobody delved any deeper except for a couple of news uh, places. So the story was just left at this woman brought a raccoon into a bar. Uh, they arrested her and took the raccoon and tested it for rabies. That was where the story was left on most websites when, when they post wacky stories. For there the record, a... I stand by yes. raccoons are very cute. Oh, raccoons. I, I just hate raccoons. They're really, the worst animal ever. I don't need to be near them, really, but I do think they're cute. Nothing drove me more crazier than that week that that raccoon spent on the NPR building in downtown St. Paul. <laughs> it's just a giant furry rat, and people wanted to tear down the building in order to get that thing off of there. I will. Uh, I, I, I've told this story. I don't know if it was on this show or GL, but uh, I was at a lake in my 20s. Uh, we went for a week at the lake, and uh, it was very late at night, and I was sitting on the dock. It was one of these docks, had two two sides, and then m- m- met here so you could walk. A T. Square. A T. Oh, no, yeah. Not even a, not a, a T. A actually, square. Yeah, a rectangle, whatever. Uh, I was sitting there with my headphones on. Uh, this is back in the days of the Walkman, and uh, it's... One o'clock in the morning, and I'm staring at the stars because you know, because it's one o'clock in the morning, and uh, and you're I high AF. <laughs> well, I wasn't high, but I may have had a few beers. I looked, uh, I looked to my right, and there's a little guy, very cute raccoon, uh, just uh-huh. staring at me, just uh-huh. staring at me. Well, I didn't. I again, I'm a city boy. Kenny knows this. I call him all the time to ask him about animal questions. I should know, and. Uh, I thought, well, what, what should I do? I don't, I don't know if he's good or bad or evil or, or what. So I just went the other way and walked slowly back to the cabin, turned around, and he followed me all the way back to the cabin. <laughs> I'm assuming he wanted some food. I'm assuming he wasn't. He didn't I think he wanted he you to. Nuts. No, I, I think he wanted you to kill him. Is what he wanted. That's what oh. raccoons want when they approach humans. You want to define, what? I know we need to get what? back to the, Kenny just wants you to kill it. That's what he's getting at. I know, you, he just wants every raccoon dead. I know we need to get back to the story, but you mentioned city boys not knowing everything about animals, and that 100% yeah. defines me, especially when it comes to wildlife. But a month or two ago, one of my buddies who uh, does listen to this pot from time to time, so hello if you're listening, he sent a video to us on the Snapchat machine, and it literally said, WTF is that? And we all looked at this animal, and he lives in Minneapolis, and we all looked at it. None of us knew what it was. I honest, honestly thought it was like a cat hybrid of something, right? I mean, or just like a mangled cat. Oh, it, it's a woodchuck. No, no, no. It wasn't a woodchuck. It was a, we looked it up, it was a weasel. Oh, there, tiny little yep, thing. Yep, there are three weasels that are native to uh, also, Minnesota and a few in the cities. as an erm- ermine. Yeah, they, turn, I, they turn white in the winter. I don't know if I'd ever really? seen one. What a yeah. funky-looking animal. Yeah, they're really it's, tiny. I, yeah. I, you know, as long as, big I'm legs, sorry, though. Lanky legs. Um, they look like small versions of mink, and mink look like small versions of otter. At first, I th- honestly, at first, I thought it was like a sick cat. I'm like, but what it, is it's, that? It's too small to be. Uh, um, weasels are too small to be mistaken for cats. This was, I don't want to say it was super small, but it was, or, or super big, but it was, it was like cat size. Oh, then you were looking at a mink. Are there minks in Minneapolis? There's mink everywhere. Is there? Yeah. Huh. Humped back, really? kind of yeah, loping yeah, along, yeah, humped, yeah, humped yeah. back. Bigger hind legs than front legs. Yeah, that is probably a mink. Okay. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. To continue this thread of uh, City Boys having no clue, Kenny, uh, I texted him a couple weeks ago. I thought I had a beaver in my backyard. Oh. I, do, I do not live in the hey country. Now. I, I yeah. live in Andover, and yeah. it's, there's houses all around me. There's churches, houses all around my house. Uh, and I just caught a glimpse of this big brown was it, thing. The, the oh, backyard. so it, it, was, it wasn't blonde then. It was brown? It was, it was brown. And I texted Brunettes, him. Brunettes. Uh, we like to call them brunettes, John. You know, stop it. And uh, then uh, I saw him in his full glory about four or five oh, days later. Full glory? Standing, you mean? Standing in the middle of my backyard and didn't move. And I realized it's not a beaver because it didn't have the big flat tail. But it was huge. The animal was huge. So I looked it up and discovered it was a uh, groundhog or a woodchuck. Woodchuck. Yeah. And he had, he as soon as I moved, he quickly ran away and went under my shed. Yeah. And, and I saw he had a, a, a dug a tunnel yeah, under you've my got, shed. You've got to get that thing out of there, John. I think it's gone because no. we have two cats that roam. It's, it's not gone. I think. I haven't seen them since then, and there's no fresh dirt dug up. Do you have a 22 or a 410, maybe? Any firearms uh, in the house? Just to show you how much of a uh, rube I am, a city rube, uh, my kid who lives now in California, I was telling him this story, and I mistakenly called it, I combined woodchuck and uh, groundhog and called it a ground chuck. (laughs) Ground chuck. And he said, said, you got a hamburger in your backyard? Or or a woodhog. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, let's get to the uh, woman. The problem uh, with uh, raccoons is if you can approach them and uh, you can pick them up and you can bring them into a bar, there's something wrong with them. Stop being stupid. These animals fear human beings. So if you can get close or one wanders in your campgrounds, uh, it's time for somebody to grow up and do the adult thing and send that raccoon to heaven. Okay. Fair and enough. Then you'll need to follow to this story then. If you need questions. instructions on sending a, sending a, a raccoon to heaven, uh, I'm your guy. <laughs> Call me up. That's why I'll, I always that's why I text you, you when, when I have you, animals in my yard, I text you. You don't need a firearm to do it. You can do it with uh, basically found objects. Okay. Johnny, what is the follow-up here? Because now I'm dying to know. All right, well, like I said, we know what the story was to begin with. She brought it into a bar, and everybody was angry, and blah, blah, blah. So, a Maddox, North Dakota woman accused of causing a rabies scare by bringing a wild raccoon into a local bar says her family is traumatized by her arrest and the euthanizing of the animal that the family was nursing back to health. 38-year-old Erin Christensen said she's hoping to pay for an attorney through a GoFundMe Justice for Rocky Page that's been set up to help her. Rocky Raccoon. Uh It's illegal under North Dakota Board of Animal Health laws to keep a wild raccoon, and law officers say Christensen brought one into the Maddox Bar on September 6th. Authorities don't think it came into close contact with any bar patrons, but the incident prompted the State Health and Human Services Department to issue a warning about potential rabies exposure. Uh, She was arrested after officials with the Benson County Sheriff's Office and the state Game and Fish executed search warrants at three residences in and near Maddox, one of which was hers. Game and Fish Enforcement Division Chief Scott Winkleman said it appeared that Christensen tried to evade authorities who were looking for her and the raccoon. The animal, Rocky, was killed so it could be tested for disease. Christensen said, I'm thinking this may be a little bit of hyperbole on her part. She said, quote, police brought a battering ram to break down the front door of the house. (laughs) 
She said the amount of manpower used to find and kill Rocky is impressive. A real shock and awe campaign. <laughs> you know what's good for her? I, I like the story. Good for her. Well, you know, these guys are used to arresting people that have, like, caught 200 sunfish. Sure. So yep. something like this is fun and unusual, and they're going to get out all the good toys and uh, all the uh-huh. stuff that the government's given them to enforce the law, and they're going to use them. I, I know I would. Here's the part of the story that will annoy Kenny to no end. Christensen (laughs) said her family found the raccoon on the side of a road about three months ago. Initially did not disturb it because they thought the mom might be nearby. She said the next day it was apparent the animal had been abandoned. So her family, of course, decided to save it and rehabilitate it to the wild. Wow. She said he was still being bottle-fed, and he was learning how to forage for food that we would place around trees and obstacles. Christensen thinks authorities could have observed the raccoon rather than kill it. I have no problem with anything she attempted to do other than basically all of it. Yeah, okay, thank you. Because that that whole thing outraged me. All you're doing is preparing that raccoon for a life of foraging in people's trash cans. The right thing to do if if she wanted to help the raccoon, I agree with wanting to help it, but you should have called whatever the local animal people are. If you would have just, no, I'm not no, sure they would have no, put it down right away. No, that's the wrong answer, Ross. You have no heart. No, you don't call anybody. You just drift off to the side of the road and you take care of it. Well, Kenny, then you're going to, I'm sorry, but listen to this. She said, my children are devastated and inconsolable. They cried for hours yesterday. Uh-huh. No good deed goes unpunished. Clearly, that's a harsh lesson for young people to learn. I cry for hours every day, but just, just about the life that I live. It's got nothing to do with a raccoon. If they want to give their kids a treat, go down to the pet store or the dog pound or where the hell, wherever you go to get these dogs that people need to adopt and get yourself a dog or two. Jeez. Uh, she she did say, now here's my favorite quote. He was only starving, lonely, and afraid. He had three good months with my family. We're sad that he will no longer grow into his raccoonness. What does that even mean? I do have a, a touching story about raccoons. One night I was driving home and doing about 70 and a 55 and... Um, uh, and uh, a family, a mom, and three little babies no, walked across no. the uh, highway, and uh, I got all, th- all, all, all of them, all in one pass. I even turned around and went back and looked for survivors. There weren't any. Just to make sure. Yeah. Uh, Maddox, by the way, in case you're wondering, uh, is a town of about 500 people. I've been there. It's very small. Uh, and if you know North Dakota at all, it's about halfway between Carrington and Rugby, which probably doesn't does, help if you don't know North Dakota. Does 500 make it one of the top 10 most populated towns in North Dakota? Top no, five? I, th- I think we got a few that hit a- around 1,000 to 1,100, 1,200 mm. right now. Ha- so. so it's half a thousand people. Half a thousand. It's half a thousand. That's not bad. Uh, You know, all this talk about raccoons and um, woodchucks, etc., reminds me, hunting season is upon us. So get yourself into DK Mags on Old A to New Brighton. DK Mags, they have shotguns for all occasions. Ducks, geese, pheasants, grouse, crows, whatever it is you're after. Uh, DK Mags, they do have the scatter gun you need. If you look forward to the squirrel opener every year. (laughs) 
That's my son called it. Hey, he was up a couple of weeks ago. He goes, "Hey, the squirrel opener is next weekend." <laughs> It's the funniest thing he's ever said. Uh, but if you look forward to the squirrel opener every year, keep in mind DK Mags can get you outfitted and out in the woods with the uh, small caliber long rifle of your dreams. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. I know you're one of those guys. You don't go after small game. Big game is your deal. Well, that's fine. Uh, from white-tailed deer to caribou, elk, moose, whatever it is, you'll find the, fair, uh, the firearm that can make that long-range shot at DK Mags. If you're going hunting or maybe just going to the range and it's ammo you need, oh, you'll find it all at DK Mags. And DK Mags and Monticello Pawn and Gun, both of them have gunsmithing services to keep that firearm in perfect working order. Great selection. Fair Price is the most wonderful staff you'll ever meet at both Monticello Pawn and Gun and DK Mags in New Brighton. Uh, check out the website, dkmags.com. Can you imagine if in Minnesota or really any state, we, you know, they always have the governor's fishing opener, maybe the hunting opener. Can you imagine if there was this big to-do about the squirrel, the squirrel opener? The squirrel opener. <laughs> How long is that season? Now I am kind of curious. Uh, I believe is it, it runs. No, I think it runs through winter actually. Okay. Uh, there, yeah, midwinters when it uh, when it ends. Uh, and I haven't, for the record, I've never shot and killed or yeah, I've never killed a squirrel. I don't think it still boggles my uh, mind when I hear people say something like they had squirrel soup or. There stew. are people. That that's weird to me, Ross. There are people, and most of them are hunters who claim that there is no better meat, no better delicacy than squirrel meat. Huh. I, Might I, be true, but I can't bring myself yeah. to do it. They're ground yeah. dwellers. Uh, well, they're tree rats. Sure. Yeah. We uh, we have a uh, albino one up here. That's oh. Uh, never. It's been here all summer. It's great. Runs all over the place. Does it get picked on by the other squirrels? Kenny, Kenny doesn't care. Look at him. He goes, they're everywhere. He's Shut ready up. to talk about toys. <laughs> what you should do, John, is you should live trap that thing with a little bait, and then you should bring it into your house and uh, tame it and make that thing your pet. How would Larry the dog react to a squirrel oh, scampering around the house? Lord. That's the only squirrel he's ever chased in our yard. I don't know why. The albino one. Never ch- the brown ones. He just looks at. He stares at them, and then he goes, "Ah, hell with you." But Not the albino one, he sees it, he takes off. John, if he, I'm ever it's, in the, it's great. The, the squirrel runs up the tree, of course. And Larry, who's not very smart, he's a pug, walks around the tree going, where the hell did he go? I don't understand. <laughs> what so happened? Awesome. That's so awesome. See, why would, any, why would you want a raccoon when you can get a pug? <laughs> and there's, that pug is so delightful. All he does is lay around and snore. That's it. Yep. Johnny, That's it. when I'm finally in the market for a dog, we'll talk because a, a pug is on my short list of pooches. They're, oh, yeah, they're, they're nice, so cool. Nice all right, uh, voting opened Wednesday on which toys should go into the National Toy Hall of Fame this year. The class of 2022 finalists are, oh, God, listen to this. Talk about making me mad. Uh, Briar Horses, Bingo, Catan, Bingo. Light Bright, Nerf Toys, Masters of the Universe, Pinata, Phase 10, Pound Puppies, Racco, Hound puppies. What is that? Spirograph and the top. The top. The I'd, top's not fa- in already? Phase 10 and Nerf toys would be okay by me. Oh, come on, Ross. You're such a... Know. 
phase two. I'm a nineties kid. You're a mamby pamby. Well of these, course I am. These twelve toys I listed span the history of play. The top is as old as civilization itself, and bingo has been played in some form for hundreds of years. Um and uh yeah, the public's invited to vote online through oh, through today. Today, the, yeah. Yeah, the three huh. toys that receive the most public votes make up a single player's choice ballot. That ballot will be counted alongside those turned in by a national selection committee whose member uh, members include industry experts, academics, and others. Uh, a toy academic. Now, this story, obviously, knowing me as you do, um, is, as soon as I saw the headline, it enraged me. It made, it made me mad because that's stupid. <laughs> And then I read the list of things like Nerf toys, Light Bright, uh, Pound Puppies. You never bought your son a Nerf gun? Are you kidding me? I bought him a real gun. Well, other things Nerf, at Nerf seven. Football, Nerf basketball, yeah, Nerf Come football. On. You know what? You're right. He did have one of those Nerf guns that shot those Nerf. Yeah, that's a cool sure. toy. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> other favorites that have made it in in in, in the past. Paper airplanes, bubbles, <laughs> and sidewalk chalk, and a stick and a cardboard box. <laughs> wow. This proves to me that America, like the state fair, and we discussed this, is, is for wussies. What? These, these toys are for babies. Um, and, and that got me looking, and I, I know... You're going to jump to a conclusion, and you're going to blurt it out, but I don't want you. It got me to thinking about the most dangerous toys ever made. So I Googled the most dangerous toys. I came up with a list of 25, and I know everybody that's listening right now is thinking about what number one is. And you're all right, so I'm not going to mention it. I'm not going to mention it. Yeah, Yeah. and and I played it as a youth, and it's it is the coolest game ever invented it's mm-hmm. just so awesome and if you get hurt playing this game you deserve to get hurt i'm actually unsure of what this game is so i'm looking forward That's, to it you're not you're not old enough i think is the problem okay right? yeah yeah because it was outlawed i think before you were around so uh yep. going through 25 of these i'm not going to go through all of them but some of them are actually pretty insane for how dangerous they are number 25 the csi finger Print examination kit and forensics lab kit. Okay, the problem with these, uh, they were released in 2007. Unfortunately, they contained a form of asbestos <laughs> in the fingerprint kit. So when you're sprinkling that dust down to get to lift a print, as they say on CSI, it's it's asbestos dust. Number, I've never heard of that one. I have heard of aqua dots, but I've never really um, known what they are. Little beads that you can arrange in whatever shape, then stick together permanently with chips water. Um, they were obviously not a toy for 18-month-olds, and uh, the problem was when parents let their young kids play with them, the kids ate them. And oh. the reason that's bad is because the glue contained a substance that when eaten turned into GHB. Do we know what GHB is? Uh, it's no. like part of the Russian army, I think. 
it's the date rape drug. Uh, oh, yeah. Yikes. So kids would uh, go into comas and then wake up with brain damage. So uh, obviously we had to get rid of this yeah, one. That's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number coming in at number twenty three on the list, <laughs> the Gilbert U two thirty eight Atomic Energy Lab. <laughs> Now, this was released in 1950, uh-huh. um, and the great thing about this, you know, we, we were all into nuclear in the 50s, right? The great sure. thing about this is this kit, this atomic energy lab, included actual live uranium, three different <laughs> kinds. Oh <my> <laughs> But the story says oh. it also had a Geiger counter in case your child oh, started good. to glow yeah. in the dark. I don't know why. Oh, oh my goodness. N- number 22, the Snack Time Cabbage Patch doll. This mm. doll would eat your hair and your fingers. Literally, the munching toy <laughs> had a mechanical jaws that chewed. <laughs> and, and it gave you little snacks to give it. But the problem was the animal or the the toy didn't know if it was a snack or fingers or what it was. So it ate a lot of fingers and caused a lot of problems. Number twenty two, number twenty one on the list, and I love this. And they're not outlawed. And I think every family, um, every, everybody that has young kids should have one of these in the backyard. You know what it is? Trampoline. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Broken arms, <laughs> broken legs. Um, snapped kneecaps, poked out eyes, you name it, you can all get it on a trampoline. And I don't mean one of these dumb trampolines that have the catch cage around it. You know, it looks like you're going to a a cage match. No, we want the old school trampoline (laughs) where you bounce down on that thing, you rock it up about 20 feet in the air, but when you land, you hit the ground. And you snap both we, legs. We used to make people, and even in our old neighborhood, it would be grown adults. We would They would lay down in the middle, and the rest of us would jump just trying oh, to launch them. It's that's fantastic. Could. That's fantastic. All kids should experience that. There's <laughs> nothing more fun than a trampoline. The only thing that comes close, bouncy house. But bouncy it, house, it, yeah. it's still not as cool as the trampoline. Coming in at number 20, Rollerblade Barbie. Uh, one of the coolest toys of the mid-90s. Ross, are you familiar with this? I am, I am not. Her rollerblades sparked when she moved. <laughs> and it wasn't fake sparks. It was actual sparks. So you could catch the living room We were fire. starting fires all across the country, yeah. weren't we? Uh, number 18, and I've really got to find one of this. this. This one of these. This sounds really cool. The Austin Magic Pistol. This toy pistol fired ping pong balls at your friends. <laughs> it fired them with something called magic crystals. Where oh. at, they were actually made from <laughs> calcium carbide. And uh, you could shoot a flaming ping pong ball over 70 feet. Wow. Now, doesn't that sound like fun? That, that yes. would be... So now, the first thing I thought of when I read that is... You're up at your place up north on the weekend, right? You're about to start um, the campfire. You start it every Friday night. You keep it going through Sunday night. How do you get that thing started? You don't mess around with newspaper, dried leaves, dried grass, kindling, (laughs) and all that. You you pour on a bunch of wood. You dump um, Boy Scout water on it. You stand back, and usually I use fireworks, but one of these, um, you shoot a flaming ping pong uh, ball from 50 feet away, Poof! 
that thing yep. goes up. It's fantastic. A great sense of accomplishment, too. It is. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, you do have to be uh, careful handling that gasoline. I, I would advise using two people, one to pour the gas and then get the hell away from there, and then another one to shoot off the flaming balls. <laughs> Flaming balls. Flaming balls. Flaming balls. Uh, We jump ahead to number 13, Sky Rangers radio-controlled airplane. This toy blew up. In 2007, the company that made them had over 50 reports of them just spontaneously combusting (laughs) and injuring children while in use. That is... Is delightful. Any toy that can uh, permanently maim maim you. You guys uh, ever know anybody who bought one up or a remote control plane? Um, me. I used to be so not a plane uh, by these uh, things. Helicopter. I bought a helicopter. Okay. I used to be so fascinated by these things. You'd always go to like schools and you would see people in the whatever the bus drop off area. They would be flying these planes over fields. And if you're ever fortunate enough to see one of them go down, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty watch. cool. Yeah. I used to live across the street from a park, and they did that all the time. Yeah. And then up here, there's a place along I-94 in the, in the Fergus Falls area where they actually have an airstrip there. And there's also one, by the way, out in Woodbury. It's um, might be around Manning or so. I know exactly what you're talking about, heading towards Stillwater. Yeah. Yep. Um, where they fly these things. And I'll be flying down 94 through Fergus Falls. And, John, these airplanes, they're big. I mean, they're not just like little toy models. They're, you know, five feet long. I have a, uh, my backyard, I have a backyard, and then the next thing is a church with a large parking lot and a large field twice a week. There's four or five guys out there flying them. And That's you're right, so cool. You, I sit and watch them, and my wife, you know, I'll be on my deck watching them. My wife comes out and thinks I'm nuts. But I'm like, God, look at this. This is yeah. fascinating. Yeah, no, it's really gigantic. cool. And watching them land in the parking lots, you know, it looks like a real plane, obviously. Yeah. Only right. smaller, just coming in for a landing. And, and I, mean, I love watching that. That's the, the little bounce, too, when it hits the ground. Yeah. On, but on they the, only need 10 feet of runway. The, oh, yeah, they don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, they're fascinating. What's that hobby shop in Minneapolis? There's a bunch of them. Anyway, um, maybe it's called Hobby Shop. Hell, I don't hobby know. Hobby Lobby? Could be. Uh, I went there and bought a radio-controlled uh, helicopter. And uh, I was flying it around my living room. And uh, <laughs> about 30 seconds in, uh, it hit the ceiling fan, which was on, oh. and uh, burst into about 18 different pieces. But my goal with this thing was to become... Um, become adept with it and be able to really fly it and be really good with it and then sure. bring bring it up here and then have my uh, son try to shoot it out of the sky. I thought that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> but that never, that didn't uh, really pan out. You took it out with the fan. And said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number 10 on the list, Slip and Slide. It was made oh, for yeah. kids and it was fun, but... Unfortunately, uh, adults start using them, and of course, adults don't use them when they're sober. They use them when when they're really, I mean, how drunk do you, uh, think about how drunk you have to be just to go out on the dance floor and dance. Yeah, I think you've got to be pretty much blackout drunk to get on a slip and slide, right? Yeah. Um, So I don't know if they stop making them or not. Oh, no, the Consumer Product Safety Commission uh, issued a, a warning. Um, but what I really love are redneck slip and slides where people just lay down yes. tarps and get <laughs> yep. out the garden hose. Uh, that, that's more like it for me. Uh, number nine on the list, we all have this, and, and I didn't realize they're no longer around anymore. Metal playgrounds. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. 
slides were the worst. I oh. just remember how hot they would get. And I don't know if you've ever put a metal playground together. They call them swing set. There's a couple of swings and like a horse thing you go back and forth on and a slide and all that. You get done assembling these things, you usually have about five or six nuts and bolts left over. <laughs> Who knows where they go? They're not extras. Um, but, you know, go, you end up... Go ahead, kids. <laughs> close enough, you know. Also sounds like everything you've ever purchased from Ikea. Right. Right, yeah, same thing. Uh, the Belt Buckle Derringer by Mattel, number seven. That sounds like fun. Um Plastic bullets encased in brass. This was 1959. It would go up to 15 feet in either direction, and there was a small exploding cap to make the bang noise. So that's pretty cool. That's number seven. Uh, I, I had kind of related to that when I was a kid. Uh, I got for Christmas a big army tank. It was large. Cool. Like this, and it had shells that would come out the front gun. You put... Uh, oh, baking powder or whatever in them, so it would yeah. make a, a yeah. smoke thing. Same yeah. thing, projectile would come flying out. I'm surprised nobody lost an eye with one of those. You know what the funnest gun is, and you have to make one yourself, um, is a potato gun. Yeah, you guys, I've never done that. I've heard about it, but never A bunch it. of cardboard tubes and uh, some pinholes and some lighter fluid and uh, a, a flame. Oh, Ross, you're looking at me like you've never heard of this. Uh, no, I'm I'm trying. Really? Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I, I I'm trying my, to place this. I think my buddy actually used PVC pipe. Can you can you give me a name for it so I can potato say? gun? Potato gun, yeah. yeah oh, potato okay, gun. okay, sorry. But they're the homemade sorry. potato yeah, guns. Okay. They're not the little ones that you can buy in the store that shoot. You know, okay, and that tiny was, little. That's what I was disconnected on. I, I was trying. I, I don't know if I'd ever seen a well produced one that you could buy in the store. But yes, I, I, I think everybody know. knows somebody who's had yeah. a. Potato no, launcher. I think they're illegal. I don't think you can buy them. Okay. Anyway, so we're having some fun with this thing, shooting potatoes out in the lake and trying to hit people in boats going by. We shoot it at a tree. We're about, I don't know, 20 feet away. Took the bark right off the tree. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, serious fun. Um, potato guns for hours and hours of family fun. Uh, number five, the Power Might Working Power Tool Disc Cutter. Can it's, you say that five times fast, please? <laughs> the PowerMite Working Power Tools Disc Cutter. Uh, it'll take your hand right off. These tools were released in the 1960s. They were just like dads. No, no, they were exactly <laughs> like dads. <laughs> they were dads. <laughs> actual, actual power tools that you could cut things apart with. Um, Might so, as well give the yeah. kid a saw. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's so awesome. Wow. Uh, have you ever been using a cutoff tool and the the little disc breaks? Oh my God! No. If you're new to the cutoff tool world, get yourself some safety lenses because when those things break, they can get stuck in your skin. Trust me. Ugh. Number four, super blast balls. I don't know what it is. I just wanted to say super blast <laughs> yeah. balls. Two balls you could smash together in your hands that created a loud noise and sparks. Okay, fine. Uh, number two, Aqua Leisure Baby Boat. What? Since it made it so high on the list, let's read about it. I didn't bother reading this. 
Um, let's start this one out by saying reportedly no babies died. However, Aqualeisure was <laughs> aware that their 2002 inflatable baby boats did significantly increase the risk of death. Oh, my gosh. The leg strap portion of the seat that connects to the actual floating portion tore quite e- uh, easily and frequently. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. So... <laughs> You don't want to put your baby out, push it out, and then go inside and fix the sandwich. Yeah. There you go, honey. If might be the last of them. Is titled "Baby Boat." That just sounds like something you should never buy. Right. I'm not putting my toddler in anything that floats. That I'm, that I'm now in. Uh, number one, uh, Ross. Give us a guess. Number one. We talked about it before we started. I have no clue unless it's like they, a twister they, or something. They stick in your head. They stick in head. I, I have I'm no... I'm amazed you don't know this. No, Ross. I have no clue. What are we talking about? And the problem is if you find them these days, they're going to be old and the plastic mm-hmm. will be brittle and you won't be able to use them. I want. I need to find a company that makes these things and sells them because it's better than horseshoes, Ross. I'm sh- it's, it's better than those stupid bags of corn and the hole washers? in the board. Uh, washers? Washers. Darts? You're getting close. Getting close. You're getting very close. Uh, uh, not bow and arrow. What's the... It's an outdoor game. Bocce ball? No. <laughs> Tell them, John. Well, uh, jarts. Javelin uh, darts. It's like okay. horseshoes with... Pointy, pointy. I think big. I, I've heard of what that is. I couldn't begin to tell you what it is. They look like little missiles that would drop yes. off an airplane. They've got a steel pointed tip on them that provides weight, and then plastic wings on the back would be like. Yeah, uh, they, well, they look like giant darts. Like if yeah. you find darts in the yeah. bar, and they you look like throw that, them at people. What's and, the object? And no, and you've like got a horseshoe. You've got two circles. They they gave you two pieces of flexible plastic that stuck together to form a circle, right? You'd put them out 20 feet apart, whatever. It's the same concept as horseshoes or mm-hmm. uh, the cornhole thing that everybody plays now, only it was called jarts. And you'd stand back and you'd lob them like this, Ross, underhanded, because they have that heavy tip. So you rock them way up in the air, and once gravity takes over, that heavy tip takes over and they land and stick right into the ground. You know what game um, maybe is similar to that that people use these days? It's the one where you put the the two balls at the end of the string. The long string and you throw it, whatever that thing's called. It, is that similar? I'm going to look it up. Never mind. I'm getting the look of Ross, you're dumb, so I'm just going to only look Only if every time you miss, one of the other contestants punches you right in the nose. <laughs> then that would be okay. But uh, other than that, it's not comparable. Uh, and the problem is nobody, the opposing team, they, they wouldn't get far enough away from the circle, so somebody would launch it up, you know, and everybody, of course, they're about eight to ten beers in, so they're not paying attention. Uh, one of these lawn jarts, the darts would stick in their foot or their ear or their head or poke a hole in their chest, whatever. Uh, so finally they got rid of them. But uh, I am proud to say that I grew up on uh, charts. You can find them on the Amazon machine, but they look to be much more safe than the ones that you're referencing. Yeah, no, I'm hey, going to... Uh, I just found one on eBay that sold for $275, the game. 
And it's uh, it's an old original, right? It's 1968. Uh, yeah, you don't. That that plastic becomes brittle after um, yep. certain amount of years, and I don't think I'd play it. I don't no. think I would. Nope. All right. That's all I did. I do have two other stories, but since Dawn isn't going to be here uh, next week, uh, John, why don't we save them? One of them. them up. Save our material. Uh, Hold on. Uh, The dummy that spent 11 days floating in a freezer on the Atlantic (laughs) Ocean. Yeah, that's a weird story. That story was delightful. And uh, the Florida man got attacked by an alligator. The alligator took his arm... And then that guy was lost and out in the wild for the next three days mm-hmm. without an arm. Without oh. the arm, yep. Yeah. And uh, he has become a motivational speaker. Which, of course. Uh, just Why not? <laughs> for some reason. Really. Even if it's turned lucrative, I'd rather just keep my arm. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just thinking about a guy with one arm coming out, maybe carrying the other arm, laying it on the dais as he starts to preach at us <laughs> about how rotten we are. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.